Oh, for sure, mate. You know, and that's one of our big messages is you never know what, you know, why that kid came to sh- school with a dirty shirt on or why he hasn't got lunch or why he's upset or she, you know, it, there's, you know, grandma could have died or, you know, you don't know what dad did to mum or, you know, there's so many things that happen in the background and it can be that one comment that one person makes to another that's enough to tip people over the edge sometimes, unfortunately. You're listening to Trade Mutt's 120 Grit Podcast, the podcast for the working class, hosted by Dan Allen and Ed Ross, the co-founders of Trade Mutt. If you're a fan of Trade Mutt's 120 Grit, we'd love to hear what you think. Send us a message on Facebook or Instagram or shoot us an email at admin at trademutt.com. Tick Everett comes from Catherine in the Northern Territory of Australia. Following the tragic death of their teenage daughter, Amy Dolly Everett, in January 2018 following extensive bullying, Tick and wife Kate Everett founded Dolly's Dream to create positive change and a legacy to their daughter. Dolly's Dream aims to raise awareness about bullying and its potentially devastating effects on children and families. It delivers community education on bullying issues and strategies for preventing and mitigating bullying through cultural change and victim support. This conversation covers the traumatic events surrounding Dolly Everett's death. If conversations around bullying and suicide cause any issues for you, then you may not wish to continue listening to this episode. Please reach out to a loved one or a friend, or failing that, you can always get some friendly support by contacting Lifeline on 13 11 14. But first, here's a message about our legendary sponsors who make this podcast for the working class possible. QuoteSpec is the newest building and construction quoting app created and designed by a working builder. Produce job-winning professional quotes in minutes with QuoteSpec's cloud-based quoting software. Get your free trial at www.quotespec.com and be prepared to get your life back. Get it back. Mate, do you need a coaster for that yeah, drink? thanks, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. No dramas. I'll tarnish the top of the table now. Righto, welcome ladies and gentlemen to Trademutt's 120 Grit podcast, the podcast for the working class. And uh, once again, we've got a great guest. Uh, he's the co-founder of Dolly's Dream, anti-bullying campaigner, and he's an all-round nice guy, Tick Everett. Welcome to the show. How you going, mate? Thank mate, you. Mate, going well. It's good to have you in here finally. It's good to be down here, yeah. He, he had <laughs> to throw that line in about the nice guy, he? Didn't did, he? didn't he? Yeah, well, <laughs> had to. Was he <laughs> either going to be all-round nice guy, all-round guy? <laughs> yeah. I had, to, I had to butter you up. I had to butter you up. <laughs> I'll brace myself for what's to come. Mate, 100%. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, like I said, it's been in the pipeline for a while to get you down here. Yep. And it's uh, great to finally get you in, have a bit of a chat. I'm pretty excited about this one. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we met. We did. Last Toomba. year. Yeah. Unleash the Beast. That's right. Yeah, awesome yep. event. Yeah. No, it was good. Up in T-Bar. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we got to uh, yeah, got to, got to have a yarn with you and Kate up there and uh, got a trademark shirt on your back pretty bloody quickly. We did. <laughs> he uh, came up to us. Yes. He's yes. out of control. No, they're bloody... You know, it's a good thing. It's a, um, it's something that stands out in the crowd, and and um, you know, I travel around a little bit and see more and more of it every day, and it's good that you know people are into it and you know aware of it now. So I think it's bloody take my hat off to you. It's great, Thanks, mate. Thanks, Thanks, mate. Well, that's what I was saying before uh, when we were having a chat before you came in about I was in Sydney uh, coming home yesterday. And at the airport, there was a, a lady in front of me, and she was putting her stuff through the radar detector there, and it was a Dolly's Dream cap, and uh, obviously I instantly knew what it was. Yeah. But uh, I thought, you know, they're so uh, well known now, uh, and people know what they stand for and what uh, you know the foundation's about. But there's probably a lot of people out there listening that that don't. Yeah. Uh, what is what is Dolly's Dream? Yeah, mate. So it's just a. Um, it was originally designed as a children's charity. Um, in the early stages, but I think now it's blown out to anyone and everybody that wants to have a yarn about it. Um, obviously, we do focus on children. Yep. Um, and around bullying and kind behaviour and, you know, you don't have to be a fairy in life, but it's not hard to just be nice and, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, everybody doesn't mind slinging a little bit every now and then, but, you know, just trying to teach kids when enough's enough and, and you know, look after each other, really. So it's pretty simple, pretty it, simple it's message. A, it's a universal message. I think it's, uh, you know, super important across the board and something that a lot of people can relate to. Yeah. I think uh, there's, you know, 
obviously a lot of you know kids going out there you know in schools a lot of lot of lot of different hardships that, that they face and so you know you never know how your actions might affect you know someone's someone's day yeah. or life oh for sure mate you know and that's one of our big messages is you never know what you know why that kid came to school with a dirty shirt on or why he hasn't got lunch or why he's upset or she you know it, there's, you know, grandma could have died or, you know, you don't know what dad did to mum or, you know, there's so many things that happen in the background and it can be that one comment that one person makes to another that's enough to tip people over the edge sometimes, unfortunately. So, you know, that's what we're about, trying to, you know, check on people, really. Mm. Be no, kind, 100%, yeah. 100%. Yeah, for sure. And so, so, so Dolly's Dream came about after you lost your daughter to suicide in yep. 2018, Dolly. Can you take us back to that to that time? I guess yeah. this is you know this is the hard the hard stuff to talk about. Yeah, but yeah, this is the worst part of the job. But um, you know, and we tell our story for a reason. You know, obviously as parents, and you know, especially me as a father. Um, you know, rural Australian man that you know it's you got this ego bloody thing that you should live up to and all the rest of it. And we're obviously remote Northern Territory. Uh, kids did homeschool. Uh, went to boarding school, um, you know, that's a that's a nine-hour car drive, then a four-hour flight, then another two-hour drive for them to get to school. So, you know, completely and utterly removed from us. And um, it's funny, when the kids went, they both went, you know, Meg and Dolly both went at the same, same year, so they had each other and all the rest of it. And we were actually more worried about Meg than Dolly. Dolly was everywhere we went, Dolly would end up with, 20 kids back at camp and you know <laughs> like a little Pied Piper and so we thought shit we've got to really got to look after Maggie she's you know if if you're a friend of Meg you you're one of about probably three so a lot more introverted yeah yeah and um and I think looking back now that's how the trouble started you know I think Dolly was used to having all the friends and and being you know the the not the popular kid but the one that everybody followed and, and looked up to and obviously change of environment, change of, you know, class, everything else. And I think then kids go into a, a bit of a subconscious way of trying to please others to be popular and... Um, trying to fit into their environment yeah. to a degree, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So, I mean, obviously it's pretty tough for them, but it's, it's tough for a parent to, you know, it's, it's dry, it's, you know, short-staffed and... Cattle prices are pretty ordinary and, and um, our kids are fully aware of how that worked and, you know, what it meant for us and uh, and knew that we sacrificed a lot to pay for the boarding school fees that we did. So I think they kept a lot of what was going on behind the scenes to themselves, uh, which is unfortunate. But, um, yeah, obviously Dolly got into a bit of trouble with bullying. She had one young fella just picking on her, picking on her, picking on her and... Oh, it was a co-ed school? Yeah. Okay. Yep. And um, this is how it sort of all started. And it's funny, uh, I was only reading something today, you know, um, no one will will recognise mean behaviour until it's called retaliation. Yeah. And then that's when it, it flares up. So, you know, Dolly, this fellow was calling her all sorts of names of, you know, I don't even know if a 12-year-old knows what these names mean or, or anything, but... Dolly came home and we were at camp and she was telling me about it one day and I said, oh, mate, you know, just tell him, pull his head in, you know, don't just don't worry about it, you know, as a dad does. And meanwhile, you've got this little blonde-haired ponytail girl that you're worried, don't want to let her go. And anyway, she gets back to school and this fellow's pushed her and bloody whatever at school and she jumped up and said, you know, so if you can't, can't push me around, rain pushed her again. And anyway, she's... Closed the old knuckles up and smacked him in the nose, and of course, all of a sudden she's the bad person now, mm. and she's been suspended. And anyway, so I, just, I talked to Dole, and you know she's yep, but you know how long am I meant to cop that before I break? And I said no, it's fine, mate. And I wasn't at all worried as a father. I thought, you know, that's what she's got. This yeah, she's she's obviously got enough backbone to handle this, and I think it just got progressively worse, and. Um, you know, unbeknownst to us now, looking back as a father, there's so many alarm bells and uh, we ended up pulling her out of school just before the end of school in 2006 to 17. 
and she was a day student for the last few weeks of term and changed it, completely changed it. You know, it's back to old doll, ringing every couple of nights, how's this, how's that, what are you doing? Anyway, she came home for school holidays and um, we'd, you know, drafting cattle and trucking cattle and I used to drive the truck too, which is, you know, another no-no and a big thing I've learned is work's work but family's way more important. So, you know, I'd find those kids would come home for school holidays and I'd be in the truck or I'd be away or, you know, you'd be flat out working and you'd never see them anyway. So to me that's wasted years as well and, you know, how much of a part did that play in Dolly doing what she did. So, you know, for me I've got to live with that now and, and think about it but, um, I'll never forget we were driving home one night in the truck, paddock carton and and um a good mate of mine, a pretty good mate of yours too, he had a song come on the radio on the on the C D and um I'm too drunk to drive and anyways Dolly goes, Oh, do you want a beer, Dad? And I said, Well, we're listening to Tiny, so we probably should have a beer. <laughs> so we sh- we shared a beer driving home and I said, you know, this is a good opportunity to take a conversation and, and see what she's thinking anyway. How you going, mate? And what's this? And she goes, no. She said, you know, I've been in trouble and, you know, I've been upset. And, but I really want to prove to your mum that I can go back to school and, and finish school and, and go and be a vet. She always wanted to be a vet and, um, you know, show them that I'm bigger than that. And I was like, phew. You know, and me, oh, you know, see, see Kate, told you, a bit <laughs> of hard work for the kids and make them think about life and it's, you know... And you think you've won, you know. And um, so I said, yeah, well, that's good, mate. You know, let's go with that and see you go. Do you want to be – no, no, no. I want to go back to boarding and I want to finish and I'm not – you know, I'm not weak. I'm, I want to be strong. And I said, yeah, right, eh? And, um, yeah, bugger me dead two weeks later. We had dinner one night. Dolly Dolly cooked it. You know, we all take it in turns cooking dinner and, and we were playing cards and – all went to bed like we normally do and, and we woke up without her. So, you know, it's it's just a part of your life that um, I don't really still to this day know how to explain it. It's it's the most hollow feeling that you'll get and so much regret of what you could have and couldn't have done, you know, to, to make a change of mind. But living with that thought of, you know, what did I miss? Did she say something to me that I didn't pick up or... Or did I not give her enough time to talk about it? Or, you know, so hindsight's a wonderful thing, but at the end of the day, we, we are where we are. So you've just got to, you know, take the good out of it. So we thought, well, bugger it, let's, um, let's start a charity here. And it wasn't really start a charity at the start. It was more like, shit, we've got to talk about this. You know, if this happened to another a friend of ours that's got the same age kids or, or whatever, you know, we couldn't live with ourselves of not sharing what we'd learnt and what we'd missed. So um, we honestly thought if we raised five grand and we could donate it to Beyond Blue or Kids Helpline or something, then we've done a little bit of good. And it's just blown into this, you know, amazing, amazing opportunity to help kids and, and help mums and dads So to get the information that we didn't didn't have so Mate, it's an unbelievable story and it's not something that you know i mean i'm not a parent i don't have any kids but you know it's not something i would ever want to imagine yeah. for any parent to have to go through it's oh. harrowing like you wouldn't expect it to ever happen no that's no. a thing in no. the in the wash up of that actually going down how was because obviously you know there's there would have been massive involvement from the school yeah i guess and really unpacking yeah. What went down there and Yeah, mate, there was you know, it was it was tough and um you know, you you go as a parent you go into a stage of denial but then you go into a stage of anger, like, you know, who did this to my baby girl? Who who mm. made her do this, you know what what happened to you? And to an extent you try and blame somebody else all the time of what went wrong. Well, you need answers. You do. It's, you know, it's only natural and yeah. it's, more, it's probably the hardest part of experiencing it. Yeah, right? that's it. And I mean, you know, it's it's hard. School, school's a business. They've obviously got their reputation to to protect and stand up to. And, um, you know, it's just one of those things, um, you know, I say it a lot and an old fella in the Northern Territory, Charlie King, he, he said to me right at the start, he said there's... One line in life, he said, you can either get better, uh, get bitter, or you can get better. And I thought, you know, I can spend so much energy. You know, was it 
the school's fault? Was it a kid's fault? Was it someone else's fault that I don't know about? Or can I take all that energy and put it into helping Joe Bloggs down the road whose kid's going through exactly the same thing? So That's a powerful way of doing it too, mate. Yeah. And it's credit to you because it's mm. a lot easier not to do that. It is. I mean, there's, don't worry, there's plenty of days I wake up and just go, why? You know, why? Why do we put ourselves out in the public light? You know, why do we... Why do I tell all my faults that I did wrong? You know, it would have been a whole lot easier just to go back to work and and pretend it didn't happen. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it comes back to that same old thing. You know, we've got so many other family and friends that have got young children and you just couldn't, you know, you couldn't wish it on anyone, so... No. Were you, were you blown away, mate, with the response that you guys got? I mean, it was national news for a long time. It was bro. massive news, It yeah. was huge. Crazy. It wouldn't have yeah. been anyone in Australia that, <laughs> that didn't know, well, I think you know it what just It just touched so many people. I think just, you know, Dolly's age, you yep. know, and all that sort of stuff, just for such a young girl like yep. that to go through something like that, it is just shocking, yeah. right? And it is hard, you know, and even now it catches you unawares. Every now and then there'll be a, a news story pop up or, or something... You know, you'll you'll see a face pop up on a on a, you know, something related to, you know, children's mental health or something like mm. that. And you'll just see that photo pop up, and it it can literally just go floor you. Again. It just wrecks you, you know. But um, it is. I mean, it's a. We're just grateful for the support that we did receive. You know, it's been, I don't know how you ever repay the you know the support that you get from the community. It's it's unbelievable. But yeah. yeah. Mate, uh, I mean, were, were you blown away by the, the response you guys got? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, it goes to show how naive I was too. I can remember um, me being all bloody technological savvy with my Facebook that I got about six months before. And, and um, you know, I got a lot of messages and, and that. And I thought, oh, and I started, you know, trying to type thank you to everybody. And I thought, oh, I'll, I'll get on this thing here and I'll, I'll just write a message, you know, to thank everybody and... And you have that anger in your in your in your heart. And when I was writing it, and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to have a little diggy in case whoever to, you know was responsible for a lot of this is is reading it and and just said, look, you know, if it was you, if you're man enough, come to the service and and see what's happened. And um, you know, to me, I thought that was like literally if if I was your friend, then you saw it, but you didn't. You know, I didn't understand how Facebook worked and. It just went mad, you know. We were getting mess and still do get messages from all around the world about, you know, I read your posts and it's unbelievable and rah rah. And I just think, this is this is exactly what we're trying to educate kids. You know, whatever yeah. you put on any social media platform, yeah, it's not private. You know, it can just go crazy anywhere so and everywhere. Yeah, yeah. that's. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I suppose that the the saddest part um, that coincides with it is that child that was bullying. Yep. Your daughter. I mean, how do you know? You know how they're going? Uh, yes and no. I mean, we've got, you know, obviously Meg and Dolly are at the same school. They they know what you know. Meg knows what was going on, but we've never released those names. We'll never ever approach those people. We'll just, you know, you, you don't. It's a bit like what we talked about at the start. You don't know what those kids are going through as a as a family life. You know, no. trust me. At the start, I would have loved to have grabbed every single one of them, but. You know, then there's another family without a child. So, you know, it it is it is a very sickening thought that those people, you know, were whatever they are doing now, maybe hurting someone else. But you know, we try and work on resilience and prevention rather than yeah. you know prosecuting. I suppose for the want of a better word. Well, we were at it, uh, Roma at that. Um what was the name of the dinner? Dancing under again? the stars. Dancing <laughs> under the stars. Yeah, they were raising money for Dolly's dream, and and yeah. there was a, a girl who knew Dolly who was out there. Yeah, speaking, and yeah, she sort of said the same thing. You know, like yeah. could could they could she have done more at the time, or like you know all that sort of stuff. And it's such a hard question to to, to ask yourself because the reality is is you know no you you, you probably couldn't have. You know yeah. what I mean? No one expects. But it's not a very fair question. It's not a very fair question, and, and it's it really yeah, tort it's torturous to yourself, right? It is. Um, yep. It's just those things that will never be answered. Yeah. And there's probably kids, to your point, the kids who you know they're probably going through hell now themselves, completely going yeah. through hell, yeah. or have their own you know have a version of events, mm. and it's just like yeah, yeah, 
it's it's significant, I think, for everyone involved and the rest of the school. It would have just rocked yeah. the entire school. Yeah. Yeah. Um, unimaginable. Yeah, it is, it is. So I, s- I suppose moving on from, you know, obviously that it's just tragic what's, yep. what, what's happened to you and your family, but the uh, Dolly's Dream now it's, you know, as I was saying, like it's a national charity. You'll, everyone you know, knows about what Dolly's Dream stands for. Yeah. Uh, what are you guys... What are you guys doing with Dolly's Dream now? <laughs> well, I mean, we've, as I said, we've focused a lot on parents as well as as well as kids. You know, we obviously have, you know, a l- programs in Queensland. We're doing five hundred schools in Queensland as a trial with the Queensland government, and fifty in the Northern Territory, um, just to uh, implement a program called eSmart. So it's a, it's a program developed to work with like your principal, your teachers your students and your parents. Okay. Um, costs, I think it's three and a half grand for four years. Um, so we've thrown a fair handful of cash at that to start it off with. Um, you know, it, it just sort of works so that if a, if a child goes to this school and there's a there's a problem with bullying and it's not getting fixed, there's a just steps. It's pretty simple stuff. There's steps. Just to work through yeah, it. Rather than turn into a he shed, see shed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of scenario. Like a conflict resolution type thing. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, there's things in there like a connect workshop, like working, connecting, obviously, to all the different moving parts. And then there's a digital licence. So you can sit down with your little kids. At, I think it starts at two-year-old, which is freaking scary to me, mm. but mm. just teaches kids what they can and can't do online and what happens if they do do things wrong. So, like, mum and dad can either sit down and do that with the kids or teachers can do it as part of a curriculum lesson. And then uh, a couple of weeks ago we launched our the start of our um, Parent Hub. So it's like another go-to. It's only a link at the moment and um, Kate is, you know, crazy, wants to get into an app, but, I mean, that's yeah. obviously cost hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars, but we will get it there one day. But it's just a thing. Parents can go there, you know, my child's using this app. What's it about? It just, you know, it's stuff. A bit more education. Things yeah. to look out for, yeah. signs, behaviours, all that sort of stuff. That's exactly right. Different, yeah. You know, like right down to the, the, the big topics of sexting and, and all that sort of stuff that most parents like us wouldn't have a clue. So naive. Talk yeah. about it. So, yeah, yeah. you know, that's what it's sort of heading for now and, you know, we obviously, it's been a long time in the making. We have got a little bit of kickback about what are you doing with all this money and rah, rah, But Rome wasn't built in a day and we said at the start, we, <laughs> you know, we're not going to reinvent the wheel and, you know, there's already so many unbelievable charities out there that are doing such amazing work. Why go and copy it? You know, why not? Yeah, I, and, yeah, and I know. It's for sure. So. Exactly right. Oh, yeah. I'd imagine that through this whole process, when you've, you've got into this, you know, having gone through what yourself and the family went through but i would imagine that you've learned like an absolute shitload about it all and it's really evolved the message you're understanding and that sort of stuff i'd imagine that a lot of parents out there who are really struggling with you know their kids going through different things at school and don't know how to don't know what to do or you know how to help them that's right so i guess this is this is something really tailored towards them that yeah, they yeah. can they can start to sort of yeah understand how to help their kids and, and what's actually going on. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it it is. It's such a big thing that we thought. You know, if you ring the principal and say, "Hey, this is happening. What are you going to do about it?" Oh, yeah, we'll do whatever you think. Oh, yeah, it's done. But you don't ever want to keep pushing the envelope and saying, "How are you going to fix it? When yeah. are you going to fix it? When is it going to be fixed by?" You know. It's little things like that that we really think would have changed the course of Dolly's life. You know, if, had we have done all these steps that we now know of, I 100% guarantee we'd still have her today. So, you know, it's that's our message that we want to get across. There is ways and means. Mate, of course. And it's great to see that, you know, there's something like that being implemented that's at an education level. It's, you know, yep. early prevention, trying to, yeah, shift the mindset, I suppose, of, of parents and kids alike, which is... Yep. Fantastic. I suppose I want to touch on, I spoke before about how big Dolly's Dream got and, you know, it was such, such big media. How did you personally handle being thrust into the limelight? I mean, it was probably something you weren't expecting. Yeah. And is it something, you know, how did you handle that? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I don't really know. I think it's just a, you know, spare of the moment thing. You get into it and 
obviously, thank God, our first few interviews were on radio, so no one really got to look what you know, see what I look like. So your melon's on there now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, it is. I think it comes down to mate, just being who you are. You know, if if you're going and you're, you're talking to the prime minister, or if you're going and talking to a principal in the school, or if you're you know sitting in an airport and and a mother comes up and sits down beside you and starts to cry, you can sit there and just talk to them. Mm. You know, that's. I think that's the biggest thing. Do you think you found that it helped with your grieving process? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Some people tell me it's for the better and some people tell me it's for the worse, but I think it did take my mind off it. Not off it, but I think off Dolly and what I was missing out on as a dad. Um, but at the same time, probably made me more aware of where Meg was at, you know, and, you know... You could get so wound up in it, but and you just think, no, well, you know, we've still got Meg, we've still got so much to focus for, and so much to live for with her. So we, it was a really good balancer, I think, you know, because a lot of parents that we've spoken to since that have lost children, you know, they they're still a wreck, you know, ten, fifteen years later. Um, and don't worry, we are too. <laughs> this is only a pretty face, but not a pretty face. <laughs> <laughs> it was before you got rid of the handlebar yeah. moustache, anyway. Sore point, but. Um, <laughs> You know, I think it does. I think it takes your mind off the actual grieving process and makes you focus that energy on something a little bit better. So, yeah. Yeah. And obviously, you know, so I, I guess you, yourself and Kate and Meg uh, would have been brought even closer together, you know, yep. through having having been through this. And, I mean, Kate's just a pillar of strength as well. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, she is. Yeah, had a few good yarns with her and, you know, she she's... Get her melon around on the telly yeah. as well. But, so it's <laughs> absolute credit to to the to all three of you, to be honest. Yeah, so. I mean Meg's been Meg's been amazing. You know, she's sort of our one go to. I think like she's she's like a parent to us. You know, we can level with her, and she's not ashamed to pick up the phone and say, "Hey, Dad, why don't you come home for the weekend?" Mm. Or you know, I want to go and do this. You know, you haven't come and watched me at camp draft all year, and she really levels that message that I go out and. Tell everybody, you know, spend more time with your family and don't work so much and, mm. you know, focus on your kids and, and she's, you know, she's good enough person to throw it straight back in my face and say, Make hey, sure you're accountable. Yeah, come on. Like, do, do, you, do you think that uh, you, you, you know, you and, uh, you know, Kate and Meg have opened up more, been more open now since since that, like you're more open with each other? Yeah, I, well, I think so. Um, Meg and Dolly were obviously different little characters you know meg's got a very close bond with kate and um you know she only turned 18 a couple of weeks ago but it feels like she's been 28 for the last couple of years but she's you know just a very mature little human and um as i said she just she's got that knack of just leveling people and making you take a take a step back and think about it yeah yeah during the immediate grieving process what sort of support network did you did you have around? Did all three of you and yourself as well take you know have around to help you get through that? Yeah, we had obviously you know remote, but we have some amazing friends up there. Like just you know, they're the, I don't know, they're the kind of people that you can go a month without talking to, and then you sit down and talk to them for four hours. You know, yeah, it's just they'll ring you out back to where board. you left off. Yeah, and I think that's a big thing about the bush. You know, there is that bit of support there um and i not going to admit it but i do try and hide it a lot you know i don't i haven't talked to anyone professionally i haven't sought that sort of stuff but in the back of your mind you know you should and you know i will one day but it comes back to the same thing oh, i'm busy oh, i've got to do this oh, i've got to do that but um my mates up there and and everywhere you know they're not ashamed to say hey pull your freaking head in go home for the weekend or come and have a beer or, you know, it's just the little things like that that help, you know. It is it is an amazing little group of friends that can get you through it. And I think it's probably got a lot to do with the fact that you're probably really still just processing it yourself, you know what I mean? And that's such, I think, probably just such a long period of time. And I think it's not until you can really sort of process and understand within yourself yep. that you can kind of go and seek out that, that, that help, Yeah, I suppose. That's it, yeah. Um, I was looking on the website, on the Dolly's Dream website just before, and there's a few 
points about the oh, I was out of the microphone there. Uh, <laughs> a, a few points about your um, about your vision. Yep. For changing the culture, uh, but one of the biggest things was yeah, well not is actually changing the culture to help prevent bullying happening. So I think that's a massive point to take away because it's not just about kids at school. Yep. It's about their home lives, their parents, where they're coming from, people they look up to. We were talking, you know, about politicians in yep. question time just before <laughs> and it's it's across the board, right? It's not just shit flows downhill. It's That's not it. just oh favourite saying. <laughs> it's not just it's not just something that needs to be fixed in schools. No, definitely not. It's just that we need it's to all get round, it in, yeah. we need to get it into kids at a young age. Yep. yep. Absolutely. Because yeah, we watch complete bullshit carry on. We do. Yeah. We do. And you know, it is, you know, Probably get in trouble for saying it, but no, the way no, the no. Into it. way politicians do carry on, you know, in Parliament and question time, and I mean, yeah, there's probably not a lot of young kids out there that sit and watch it, but it's on the news. It flicks across the news every night, and it's just freaking ridiculous, you know. Like, um, if they can carry on like that, and they're meant to be leading the country, then Jesus Christ, what hope have we got of teaching our kids? Well, you know, I think the other thing too now. Like, I mean, I'm only 26, so I don't really know, but it just seems recently. There's more and more polarizing views. Yep. So if you don't, you know, agree with what I agree with, then yep. you're against me. Yeah. Which is sort of hard moving forward because it's just such a divide between people. Yeah. We're in the we, age of political correctness. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When it's, I suppose. When it's suits. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I, I suppose it is. But I, I just, I wonder how we, because you know, we're all about all three of us here working on getting more people to talk. Yeah. But I suppose people need to be more understanding of opposing views and what people may believe in, you know, and, and, and be able to talk about it rather than have such a rigid viewpoint well, on that's stuff. That's that objective approach where you can where you can have your own point of view and your own opinion, but you can listen to someone else's understand where they're coming from and yeah. accept that that's okay to have that 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 position, that opinion, right? Yeah. yeah. You don't all have to be on the same, you know, but no. there's a level of respect that needs to needs Absolutely. to occur for sure. But I suppose yeah. the understanding is that, especially online, which is where most problems arise, yep. because it's so easy to obviously hide behind a computer these days. Yeah, is that uh, I think there needs to be more. It needs to be more conversational rather than such blunt points. And then when someone's got an opposing view, you see it all the time. Yeah, it's just someone just chimes in and just calls them a you know, fuck wit and, you know, stuff you. And it's just like, wow, yeah. you know, this isn't going to go anywhere. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> what's? <laughs> I hate you and you hate you, so, yeah, okay, cool. But yeah. you don't know anything about each other. It's such a, yeah, a, a strange thing. And, again, it come back to the politics, is that's what so many politicians and the media, like we were saying before yeah. when we were having a chat, is it's so polarising. It is. And yep. it's just... It is and, and it's flowing into the community. It does. And, I mean, a lot of people, too, they hang, you know, obviously the old sportsman... Cop affair, I'll flack for it too. But I mean, at the end of the day, um, you know, whether politicians or or media or sportsmen or or just Joe Blow working down the street, you know, monkey see, monkey do. And if kids see that sort of behaviour, that's at the start. You don't have to be a fairy, and you don't have to be a princess, and you don't have to be wrapped in cotton wool. But you know, just learn to get along. Yeah, you don't agree with him, but agree to disagree and mm. get over it. Like start yeah. talking about the next thing. You know? Yeah, just. That flow-on effect—it just—it's got no end to it, really. Yeah, that is, that is it. That is it. I want to talk about another thing we spoke about before we sat in here about uh, perceptions of you know what people that are you know trying to do good and are doing good, yep. uh, especially in the non-for-profit sector. Yep. Uh, you know how people view how funds should be spent, and you were telling us an interesting story about <laughs> a, a couple of. Work days back to back, no sleep, and you had to catch a flight down to Melbourne. Run us, run yeah. us through that. Yeah, it was pretty rough. You know, it's it's obviously busy up there in the middle of the year in in my line of work, and we were going to a charity ball, and you know, got got asked and sponsored to go down to it. And um, anyway, they they were not they were great, you know, great company that looked after us, and they and they threw me up the front of the plane and um sat there and always yeah. wondered what that's like yeah it's pretty cool they have real <laughs> is it nice worth it yeah <laughs> spacious i don't know i've never paid for it but they seem to get free water when you go in there i saw them yesterday after <laughs> I was on the flight. they all got a free water before you sit down yeah you can like have sparkling all still <laughs> <laughs> but um you know i was sitting there like i am now tired and and you know trying to focus on work and focus on this bloody thing we're going to and 
you know, this fellow, he come up and he goes, just look down and he said, oh, so that's where I'm, that's where all the hard bloody, you know, money goes. And I went, beg pardon? He goes, oh, he said, I'm glad, glad you spend it, spend it on yourself and, you know, doing something good for yourself. And I went, and I just didn't, I'd, he just floored me. I literally had nothing to come back with apart from wanted to flipping the bird. But, you know, I thought, shit, and I had, Wow. Anyway, it wasn't until I got up to go to the toilet about halfway through and bugging me that he's sitting right behind me. And I just felt like saying, so how much have you donated to a charity in your life? You know, how, what have you gone out and put your personal life out in the whole social, you know, public arena mm. for people to criticise? What, what have you done that you can walk on here and but tell people, me what I haven't done? But you people, know? Don't, people are naive. Like, I mean... Yeah, to be clear, this is a donated flight, so there was no funds transferred <laughs> yeah, anyway. A, it's a throwaway so comment that he's clearly not even thought. And it yeah. goes back to all this bullying stuff. It's it like does. You don't know what you say. Sorry, yeah. I cut you off. You have to cut me that. off. I do hate Keep that. going. No, but I'm <laughs> just saying that. I'm not going to get violent. <laughs> I'm not going to get violent. Um, no, I, I was saying, you know, people just don't understand the impact of their words sometimes. Yeah. No, they you don't. Know. They don't. And, I mean, there's a flip side of that. I mean... I've had it a couple of times now where we've had flights like that and, you know, a lady will walk up to you and, and just, you know, start to cry or want to sit down beside and have a big yarn and, you know, whether you're sitting in an airport, you know, walking down the street. I've had people walk up to me down the street and, and mothers and fathers and just start crying and say, you know, oh, my God, we've, we've read your story. We've, you know, we've gone and we've picked up our kid's phone and we've picked up their iPad and we've found what they're doing. And, you know, we've had some very confronting conversations with people face to face let alone on social media about what parents have found on their kids phones mm. and stuff since our stories come out so i mean they're the good they're the good sides of what we do and they're the reward of what we do i suppose for us how, how do you actually deal with those some of those conversations because i mean we've had some really tough conversations too doing yep. this sort of stuff and you know it's not something that y you can be a good conversationalist you know you can yep believe in your cause and be right behind it but you're not necessarily equipped to handle some of the real hard yeah. conversations that come with the territory absolutely and i mean the biggest thing i think you can do for someone is just let them talk you know if, if that person comes up to you and and they've obviously decided in their head that they need to talk is let them talk like don't cut them off don't say oh yeah i know how you feel or It'll be oh, okay. It'll be okay <laughs> or, you know... Thanks, it's, mate. It's nothing to worry about. I, I think you've just got to sit there um, and just let them spit it out, you know. it's And some of it is pretty tough, you know, especially parents that have lost a child or, or you know, all but lost a child. Like, I've, I've had conversations with parents where they've found their child, you know, seconds from doing it and it... There's nothing you can say to make it better. Honest, I don't, I don't know. There's probably someone that's trained a lot more than I am that could say something, but I'm buggered if I know what the words would be. But you just got to sit there and let them. Let yeah, you're them right. I don't think there is anything you can say to make it better. But yeah, I mean, it's 100 percent right. Just allowing someone to get it off their chest. Yeah. Is but I guess the difficulty is when you're talking about kids. Yeah. It's just so confronting to think that kids are going through this kind of stuff, you yeah. know. They shouldn't, like, they should be running around and yeah, getting, I, you know, just... Well, playing uh, footy and playing netball. Yeah, just having a good... Just being kids. But yeah. do you think that, uh, you know, do, do you think kids really understand what they've gone and done? Do you I think? don't think so. I don't think so. I think a lot of it is a, um, you know, what they think. There's this image that you've got to be, you know, cruel or or mean to be respected, I think in a certain way, you know, you, you've got to be this bigger, you know, alpha male sort of ego to be respected and, and to have people like you. And I honestly think it's the other way around. Like, don't get me wrong, I've, I'm no angel. I've, I've asked anyone that's worked for me, I'm not the nicest person to work for. But if someone's having a bad day, you've just got to be able to let it go. And, you know, even sporting groups and stuff like that you know there's a little kid might come to a campground or something and he's just got an you know an old station horse that's just barely getting him around and the next kid might go in on something that his mum and dad brought from landmark for thirty thousand dollars but at the end of the day both the kids are there to have fun so mm. why not help them equally you know just it's a and i'll be honest it's since dolly's died that it's really hit home to me 
to be that person, you know, to to ignore face value and material things and just be... Take people for who they are. That's it, you mm. know. People come up to you in the street and want to yarn, have a yarn to them. Like, what's it going to hurt, you know? My favourite trick, and I tell a few people this one, is I... Um, you're going to tell a few more right now. As you, can, <laughs> as you can see, I go through Maccas a little bit. <laughs> Nothing wrong with not that. Much, not much else is opening down in the middle of the night for a feed. But, um, my favourite one is you'll go through and you'll put your order in, then you pull up the window and you pay for the car behind you. And <laughs> I did it there a while ago in Darwin and this fella, he's pulled up and the lady's like, oh, move forward, please, sir. And he actually got, like, seriously went off the Ripter scale because this lady wouldn't let him pay. And she's trying to tell him that the car in front's paid, and you don't. And he just—is it a paid forward thing? You've paid forward backers. Run, run us through this. And he was just out of his freaking. Is this trip. a thing in Darwin? People pay forward backers. No, no, no it's just tick. It's just a cool thing I like doing. Oh, you do it. Yeah, it's, it's just funny to it's watch. Tick's, it's Tick's <laughs> trick. There you go. There's the trick in you. There's that, the trick. Like yeah. a, just a good Samaritan thing. Yeah, it's just funny. Yeah, you make someone awesome. make someone's day. I'll get I'll get freaking stung one day. You watch someone will come through and order like five family bags or something, and I'll be broke. But it, it you know, hey, that's unreal. Hey, wait, how does it's this a act of kindness? Yeah, I like it. All, how does that actually work? Because what do you say? Do you say right? I'll pay for the guys the the, the meal behind me, but only up to twenty bucks. Yeah. <laughs> I cap it at twenty. Cap it at twenty. And they're not getting a flake in their yeah. soft serve. <laughs> that Macca's manager will be in there. Is that a tick ever again? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> keep just add on more to that next order. Yeah. Feed us all. Feed us all. Oh mate, that's but, unreal. That's a really, that's really nice. It's just you know, it's it's not a hard thing to do, and you know, it's same. I'm shocking driving through the traffic, and someone will be trying to get in, so I'll just stop in two lanes of traffic or slow right down, let a car come in, and people toot horns, and you just I, just, I actually get a kick out of doing it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's such. A, I ended up getting out of that fella at Macca's. I just jumped out of the car. I said, mate, it's paid for. Just calm down. I hope the coffee yeah. makes you feel better. And got in my car and drove away. And you could just see him. He was like, I want to be cranky. I am cranky, but I've got a free feed. It's like, how is this? What is going on here? Yeah. What? How? Why? Why? Yeah. Why has he done this? Yeah, that's, that's it. awesome. It is good. So, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you reckon the whole that go this whole experience for you is just, for want of a better word, softened you up a little bit? Oh, definitely. This made me a better person for sure. Yeah, you know, wow. It definitely has. You know. It, it's um you know we were lucky enough to get that Australian of the Year local hero award and I can remember when they rang me and I was on the tractor stacking hay and I said yeah mate no worries whatever just give Kate a ring or whatever anyway I got home that night and I was telling Kate about it she goes ah uh, excuse me you, you what do you know what I said you better ring him back tomorrow anyway I rang him back and had a yarn to him and then we went to the Darwin thing and they're like oh you got to bring some friends and we're like. Anyway, last minute, asked these really good friends of ours, and because Meg was going to be by herself if we won, <laughs> not that that was going to happen. Uh, anyway, we did, and we thought, shit, that was pretty cool. And you know, we and the charity got a lot of publicity and stuff out of that, which was awesome. And then we're lucky enough to go to Canberra, and you know, you're surrounded by all these other nominees from all around Australia that have just done amazing. Like, you know, you're in a room full of people, you know coolest people in australia really yeah. and then you get nom you know you win that category you just you know it, i don't know it just makes you feel a little bit surreal you know you don't know what why yeah, what am i doing how do we end up here yeah. why us yeah why us that's mm. it you know and we get that question why you like why is why is dolly's story better than my niece's story or my nephew's story and i'm like well it's not dolly's story mate it's it's the next dolly that we're trying to save. You know, don't don't think about it as we're trying to make dolly famous or we're trying to put her up on a pedestal. It's it's the next little dolly that couldn't talk like she could. Mm. And that's what we're trying to save. And so. I dare say, if you know, if you could have it the other way, you'd give it all bloody Wait, back and uh, not be in that position at all. <laughs> if it, you know, yeah. of course. So that's it's like it's not like I'm not here, you know, by choice kind of thing. It's oh, just for sure. I mean, as much as I love you guys' company, I'd much rather not be here. <laughs> oh come on, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it is, it is, it is, and you do have to remind people of that every now and then. You know? Yeah, we've been through hell to to be here, to be here. Yeah, and, you know, we're we're trying to make it better for everyone. You know, we've lost what you know no parent would want to lose. So. We're trying to help you not be in the same boat as us, basically. Have, have you and Kate sat down and, and just sort of taken five? Yeah, to have you had a minute? What you've yeah. yeah, yeah, we sit on a few planes. Yeah, yeah. 
Normally go to sleep. When you're not getting abused by <laughs> blokes in business class. Yeah. But no, we um we keep saying we're gonna take a holiday. But um you know, we're both conscious. We've got, you know, so to speak, real lives too. You know, we've got an amazing employers, I've got an amazing company that I work for and they're great, you know, they let me come and do this sort of stuff and, and keep that charity stuff going so you, you feel like you've got to reward that and you know, and pay that back. So, you know, we've got a amazing little group of staff that work with me and you know they're great they just i think they can nearly tell when i'm having a bad dolly day not that they'd ever say it but you know there is days where you just don't want to talk to people and you don't want to be at work and you want to be a selfish prick and go home but there's nothing wrong with that you know you've just got to push your way through it and and you know we'd love to go on a holiday for a week and have no phone and have nothing and just chill out but you know you it comes back to the same old story. You want to help the next person, and in a in a weird way, you don't want to be responsible if you know one kid falls through the crack because we were a bit selfish and want to take a week or two weeks off and go and have a holiday. You know, we could have done so much more of this program or so much more of that program. So, mate, she'll still be there when you get back from your trip to Fiji. <laughs> <laughs> you owe it to yourself. Yeah. You all do. I don't really have the legs to go to Fiji. I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you're preaching. You're not talking to a couple of leg models over here. Eh? What's wrong with my legs? <laughs> Look great. That's great. Uh, ask, ask John Cooter. He'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Bloody uh, JC. Uh, so, uh, what's what's next? Well, um, I don't really know where to start with what's next. I don't know. We've got enough time, but obviously, we want to keep our big long dream is to have all the schools in Australia. You know in Credited in a way um, with five blues, five blue hearts. So a bit like a motel, you know, four and a half blue hearts, five blue hearts, yeah, three okay. blue hearts, and that's you know. I suppose that keeps them accountable, eh? Yeah, just it's a good idea. Just you know, they've got to do it with bloody you know they do these um, NAPLAN testings and stuff to rate their academical bloody performance or whatever mm. they do. Why? Why can't we hold them accountable for how they look after our kids? You know? Yeah, well, it's kind of more important. That side of the things is far more important than the than the plan results. Don't, I would have thought think? so. <laughs> yeah, life or death. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I would have thought so. I mean, you can you can yeah you can learn everything else, but you just can't just learn how to be a good you know a, good a kind kid. person, right? Like it needs to be ingrained from a young age. And yep. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. That's awesome to hear. Yeah. That's uh, something that would really have some legs. I think. Yeah. So that's our long term one. You know, you, it's it's gonna take a lot. Lot, lot, lot of work, but you know, if it takes me 10, 15, 20 years, we'll we'll get there eventually. But you know, seems like you're up for it, mate. Yeah, love a challenge, eh? Love a challenge. And the butterfly, where did the butterfly come from? Well, that's a dolly thing. Um, mm. she had a you know, little girl, butterflies, and she just had a thing with butterflies. She could obviously draw like there's no tomorrow. She's got you know, mobs of drawings and stuff of butterflies, and it's. I don't know, it's sort of, it was her, but it's just that little sign of, I don't know, peacefulness, I suppose. Symbolic of, every, of the yeah, whole thing, isn't it? Bit yeah, a bit of everything. So the little butterfly just sort of goes everywhere now. And yeah, it, I don't know, it's a way of, you know, keeping her close, I suppose, and, and yeah, having her with you all the time. So yeah, awesome, mate, mate. I'm sure she'd be absolutely overwhelmed and so proud of what you and Kate and Meg are doing now, and it's a credit to you all for what you've gone and done and what you've created and trying to bring some positivity out of such a dark place yeah. and um mate thanks so much time for you we've thanks so much for your time today it's been unreal i just want to just quickly mention we've got a mutual mate that we mentioned but we haven't had a yarn about him <laughs> oh coxie tiny <laughs> oh, a little a little fella the little fella what did you say his nickname was up north <laughs> you told me you weren't gonna ask me that on it oh whoops <laughs> yeah what i i, I don't what know the answer to this you? question <laughs> No, we uh, he's a good man. He um he came up there to work some with some really good friends of ours and you know, poor bugger, um, down in that country cold and everything and obviously up there and it's completely opposite climate and I can remember one fellow working there and he's he I pulled up there one day in the truck and he said, Oh yeah, run down there, the water buffalo's down there, he'll he'll show you where to put them cattle. I was like, We're talking buffalo <laughs> Anyway, I met I met Tiny and he introduced himself as Brad and we had just a yarn. Uh, you know, he is just one of the most amazing humans that you'd 
you'd ever wish to meet. You know, he's such a kind, generous. You know, he's he, he's a fellow that I look up to a lot. You know, he, he started with not much, obviously, and he's where he is now. And the only way he is where he is now is through bloody hard work. So yeah, he's a he's a pretty cool character. Just for reference, we're talking about. <laughs> Little Brad Cox, <laughs> tiny they call him. Brad Cox, yeah, I mean we, he's been a huge supporter of ours. Him and his yeah. band, yeah, who were just incredible, yeah, since the start, like for for a long time, yeah. Um, but yeah, met, met him up at the Gimpy Master and the boys, and he had a he had an incredibly touching yeah, tribute to. Um, Dolly and you know spoke of the work of what you guys are doing and trademark and all that sort of stuff and you know there wasn't really a dry eye in the house you know he just he took the crowd from absolutely heaving to his tunes to absolute silence and and speaking from the heart like that and um, yeah I won't forget that anytime soon it was super touching but um, and you know that's we need more of that you know and I still I haven't I've seen that you know the poem and everything all there, but I haven't. I haven't. I'll be honest, I haven't watched it yet because I know I can't. Yeah, like, I'm not ashamed to admit it. I'll, I'll cry. Yeah, like it's, and you know, it was like Tony when he won the golden guitar and he he just off his bat did that thing and just busted me. You know, it's those little things like that from your mates that just mm. you know sit you on your ass and it's mm. no coming back from it. And I think uh, one of the most important things is the fact that. The, the caliber of bloke or the caliber of person who is delivering that message. Yeah. A guy like Brad Cox, yeah. who is a young fella, you know, he's a rugged fella, he's got a beard, he rocks out, he has a bloody good time. Yeah. And he draws that kind of crowd as well, right? He, yeah. he draws that crowd that relates to him. And so for him yeah. to be able to use that persona yeah. and then deliver such important messages like that. Yeah. It's an absolute credit to him, and oh, you know, is, I'm mate. just, um, yeah, we're absolutely stoked to have, yeah, you know, is he an ambassador? I suppose he is an ambassador, isn't he? Only Funny when he puts, only when he puts the budgie smugglers on, I think he should get his ambassador my, license. Yeah, my God, <laughs> he probably needed, a, he probably could have used the budgie smugglers back in the water buffalo days, or what? He could have, he could have probably would have, but he helped him out a lot. Rinsing off in the, <laughs> rinsing off in the trough, or what? Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, nah, well, mate, um, yeah, I guess, I guess we're sort of nearing the end here, but yeah. It's been an absolute yeah pleasure to have you in here, oh, and it's been you. been incredible to meet both yourself and Kate. And we haven't met Meg yet, but I'm sure we'll um, meet her at some point. Maybe at a Brad Cox gig. Maybe, maybe. So I reckon that's a that's a call right there. Yeah, Should sort that out. Sort that out. Put that on the program for sure. Yeah, thanks for coming in, mate, and we'll uh, hopefully catch up with you again very oh, soon. Appreciate it, mate. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Tricky. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a fan of Trademutt's One Twenty Grit podcast, we'd love to hear from you. Send us a message on Facebook or Instagram or shoot us an email at admin at trademark.com.